Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. People, we are sharing today in the midst of, I believe, the peak of the pandemic. We are speaking to you in a time of crisis and in a time of challenges. Many people this week has lost loved ones. Some have even lost a mom and a dad, lost uh, aunties and uncles and people that are precious to you and has been to funerals. And there is a situation of loss in our country and in the world at the moment. And I'm asking you, what are you doing about it? The word of today's sermon is restoration is yours, but you have to fight for it. Satan has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's from John 10, verse 10. We'll go there in a second. But Satan has come to destroy. And what has happened to the Christian people, we have become despondent due to loss. I don't want you to be despondent anymore. I want you to be upset. I want you to be cross. I want you to be furious. I want you to say no more to Satan. I want you to understand that he has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and that you cannot just sit back and let him do it and cry about it. Yes, there's a time for grieving. Yes, there's a time for mourning. But we cannot stay there, church. Jeremiah 30 and verse 17 says, For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. Now, some of us have taken some knocks and we have got some wounds and we have got some hurts because of this time or any other thing that has happened in our life. And God says, this is the time that I want to heal you of your wounds. Church, before my family was found positive of COVID, I saw that a spirit of illness came against us. Since I was a young child, let me tell you a story that at school, I had warts on my finger, fingers. And I would go to the doctor and he would burn it off with um, ice and it would uh, come off and the thing would die and fall off. But you know what would happen? The wart would come out somewhere else. And I would go back a couple of months later to the doctor and he would burn it off. And a couple of months later, it would come out somewhere else. And I heard a teaching about that sickness is a spirit. And I realized that the doctor can deal with a symptom, but he cannot deal with the spirit of illness. And I, as a schoolboy, looked. what happened eventually, the wart came under my finger under my fingernail so that the doctors couldn't get to it to burn it off. And I started praying for it and rebuking the spirit of illness. And it took weeks and this thing got uglier and uglier. And as a teenage boy, this ugly thing on your finger is just horrible. And the more I prayed for it, the more it bled, the more it looked worse. But I kept on praying it. And one day again, I said, I rebuke you, spirit of sickness. And it fell off. And it got healed. And I've been better of it for many years. And in the weeks leading up to me getting COVID, 
I saw a wart come out again on my finger. And I knew that the spirit of illness was against me again. And I prayed and rebuked it. And it fell out while I slept. And that there was left a big hole under my finger. And I can't remember if it was Pastor Mandy or Jared or somebody said to me, what's going on with your finger? And I said, it's a miracle because the wart came out and I rebuked the spirit of illness and it fell off. And it was in that time that we got diagnosed as positive with COVID. Although the two are not related, they come from the same spirit of illness that came against us. And as I overcome it with a wart, I can overcome it with COVID. And so our whole family has come through COVID and we are all well and we are all healthy and we praise God for the miracle that the spirit of death and the spirit of illness has no hold on us when we declare it. You see, Joel says to us in Joel 2, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice. And he didn't speak this in a time of victory. He spoke this in a time that the church was suffering, the Israelites were suffering. And he says, be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things. Don't be afraid for the open pastures are springing up and the tree bears its fruit. And it goes on down to verse 24 or let's do verse 23. Be glad. Then you children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God for he has given you the former rain faithfully and he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain. You see, he is declaring that even though there's a drought, God is still faithful. And we as Christians must find our joy in God and not in our circumstances. Can you be joyful while you are facing pressure, while you are facing financial loss? Whom I've, I've spoken about the loss of death and the other loss that this pandemic has brought is jobs are lost, economies are ruined, people are in dire straits, businesses are closing, you drive down the streets of just about any town in South Africa and you just see to rent, to rent, to rent at beautiful premises that used to be successful businesses. And every premises that is empty is many people that have lost their jobs. But God's word is rejoice. For he has given you the former rain faithfully. He was faithful then and he will be faithful in the pandemic. Then it says, verse 24, the threshing floors shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. Verse 25, and this is the crux of what I want to hear you to hear this morning. So I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. What is God going to restore to you what you have lost? What have you lost that you are expecting restoration from? As a business owner that has gone bankrupt before, do you know what happens to me every time there's a tough time coming? Satan says, you're going to go down again. I've made you go down before. You're going to go down again. And it eats at me in the middle of the night. And I have to declare that every single time I have fallen down, God has picked me up, Satan. And you don't have any hold on me. And my past will not define me because God has picked me up every time. So I want to declare to you, those of you that have had loss, 
Those of you that have, might have lost somebody close to you. Those of you that might have lost a job. That God is going to restore. It says in verse 26, You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wonderfully with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. My people will never be put to shame. I want to tell you, you will be restored in everything that you have lost. Let's tell you a story before we carry on preaching. One of my real heroes in the faith is Rodney Howard Brown. And he had a daughter that was born ill. Um, her name was Kelly. And she died in 2002. This great man of faith who preaches healing lost his 18-year-old daughter to cystic fibrosis. She nearly died at 11 months old and she nearly died at three years old. And they moved to America and every single well-known preacher of the 80s and 90s prayed for her. I was in services in Word of Faith Christian Center where people prayed for her and all of us believed in healing. And then she passed away at the beautiful age of 18 years old. And a lot of people said to him, well, you believe in healing. You're the big healer that preaches healing. How can you not heal your own daughter? And uh, he had to say to them that even though she went home, even though she gave her life and he sacrificed her life, he put her life on the altar and he said, God, if that's her time to go, then that's okay. And he said to her, to the Lord, that Lord, even if I live another 50 years, I can never give you a greater gift than my daughter. And I lay my daughter on the altar today, but I make a vow of a hundred million souls that the devil will pay and a billion dollars to the world missions. You see, he took his tragedy and he found something in it. To say, Satan, you're not going to steal from me. You're not going to walk out of here, the victor. I am going to come after you with all I have. My, doc my daughter is sacrificed, but I am not giving up. I'm not going to stop preaching healing. I'm not going to stop laying my hands upon people and declaring health over them. I am going to do even more. And it's been so many years since 2002, nearly 20 years. And you can go look at that man. He's gone off to Satan for so many years. He's just preached and preached and held conferences and ministered. And he says, God's ways are perfect. When we're going through this, he said to me, do you trust me with your life? You see, we have to trust God in the midst of tragedy. We have to trust God and focus on him in the midst of loss. Oh, that moment bore great fruit in their lives um, that he has now many granddaughters and he has many children. Uh, he now has six grandchildren, four of whom are girls. And he tells me that the middle granddaughter who just turned 10 looks almost exactly like Kelly. After what they experienced with their daughter, the Howard Browns have great compassion on other dealing with horrible illnesses. You see, what you're going through should leave a residue of compassion. 
It shouldn't leave a residue of devastation. It shouldn't leave a residue of loss, but it should leave a residue of compassion. God has lavishly blessed the Howard Browns, but that doesn't mean they'll ever forget Kelly. He said, I told Kelly before she died, you came from heaven to touch my life. And I said, I want to thank you, sweetie, that God sent you into my life. And now I know that sounds like a tragedy, but it actually isn't. It was a great victory for both my wife and myself and our whole family. God is good in so many ways. One of the things was a couple of months after she died, he found a vision that she had written down to touch people's lives, to minister the gospel. And he said, God, how is this vision ever going to be fulfilled? She's passed away. Why did you give her this vision if she's going to pass away? Now, I know many people that's had great visions that passed away in this time. Many pastors and uh, pastors' wives and female pastors have passed away in this time. What about the vision that God put in their hearts? You have to understand, just like Rodney Howard Brown had to understand. I said to the Lord, she won't be able to do this. And he said, oh, look, oh, you that look at things so small, don't you understand what's still to come? And then I realized how limited we were in this whole thing. God's vision is always multi-generational. If somebody is taken before their vision is done, then it's our job to finish the vision. Then it's our job to not go sit down and cry about the vision. Our job is then to go after that vision with more passion than what the person who actually had the vision went after it. Then our job is to say, Satan, you're going to pay for this. Satan, you might have taken the person, but you can never take the vision. He says, Jesus is enough to carry us through and satisfy our souls. People who have lost anything, can I say this into your hearts with the most compassion I can muster? Jesus is enough to carry us through and to satisfy our souls. On Friday night, we were ministering to the people of the COVID-19 support group beautiful group that was created by Pastor Quinton from Peter Meritsburg, where people that are going through tragedy can share their tragedy and just minister. And I had this nice soft word prepared and beautiful encouraging word. And as we sat there listening to the speakers before of us, something rose up inside of me and the word came out, fight. Declare to Satan that you are not going to allow him to steal anything. He's going to pay for what he steals. Psalm 51 and verse 12 says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me by your generous spirit. That is what I'm praying today for every single one who is in grief. grief. Every single one that has paid a price in this time. You will be upheld by his generous spirit. And he will restore to you the joy of your salvation. You might at this moment think you can never again have the full joy. But God says, I am restoring to you the joy of his salvation. John 10 and verse 10 says, 
Satan is the thief and he comes to steal, kill and destroy. It is not God. It is Satan that's coming to kill, steal and destroy. Proverbs 6 and verse 30 says, People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he's starving. Verse 31, yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. In Proverbs, that is the rule that God set up. If you steal and you get found out, you have to restore. Doesn't help you going to jail. You have to restore what you stole sevenfold. Business owners, Salaried people, if Satan has stole of your income, I declare today that a sevenfold restoration is yours. Do you want it? Then you have to fight for it. It belongs to you based on Proverbs 6 and verse 30 and 31. He may have to give up all of the substance of his house. It's the last part of verse 31. Satan. I'm coming after the substance of your house. I declare to you no more stealing from the flock of frontline. No more stealing from the people of frontline. I'm coming after you. I'm declaring this word over you. Every single job that was stolen. Every single business opportunity that was stolen. Every single income that was stolen. The word of God says, Satan, we are coming after you. People. Are you okay with Satan stealing from you? Are you going to just sit back on your stoop and watch him take everything that's yours and not interrupt him? Get a bit of a backbone. Are you a wimp or do you have a backbone? We cannot allow Satan to just run rampantly through our country and through our businesses and through our lives and we just sit back and say, well, you're going to have it. We're not going to fight back. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm here to fight back. I'm here to stand with you. If we have to pray day and night, I'll pray with you. But we are going to take back the territory Satan has stolen. We will declare days of prayer that we will call restoration prayer days on Wednesday night at our Prayer evening, uh, remnant rising. We are going to pray for restoration. If you have had any loss in this time, make sure you tune in on Wednesday night because we are going to take back what has been stolen. Job 42 and verse 10 says, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. You know what the problem is? People just remember Job's hard time. People just remember Job as a story of suffering. But it's not the end of the story. The end of the story is that God gave him twice as much as he had before. Don't let your story end on the suffering. I'm sorry I'm shouting it. I apologize if I'm offending you or shouting. But I'm so passionate about Christians that need to get up and take life seriously and saying, I am going to fight for what Jesus paid for. I'm going to fight for that which Jesus has made mine. If you had a real-time inheritance where somebody died and they left you a mansion, they left you something special, but then you have somebody that comes in, a lawyer or whoever that tries to steal it, are you just going to sit back and say, well, you can have it. I don't really care about what belongs to me. Man, if you want to see people carry on, then see how they carry on when there's an inheritance involved. 
when there's something to fight for. People leave all their Christianity behind and they become so ugly. They say, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Let's fight the same way for our destiny. Let's fight the same way for our inheritance that Jesus gave us. We are not passive onlookers. We are the main character in the story. We are the hero. God is with us. Jesus is in us. And the Holy Spirit empowers us. But we have to rise up and fight. We cannot sit back anymore and say, Satan, do whatever you like to that which belongs to me. Romans 16 and verse 20 says, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Under whose feet is he going to get crushed? Under your feet. But you have to lift up your feet. You see, when a snake bites you in the face, it's because you picked him up. He's supposed to be at feet level for you. He's supposed to be under your feet. You might not be able to see it, but I'm stomping around here at the moment. Because I am declaring that Satan has been put under our feet by the works that Jesus did. It says verse, Romans 16 and verse 20, the second part. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. You see, God has made it possible for you to step on Satan. His grace, not your ability, but His empowerment. So what have you lost in this time? What are you claiming back? What are you fighting for? What are you demanding from the the Spirit of God? What are you telling Satan he cannot have? Is it your job? Well, then I want seven times that. Is it some income in your business? I want seven times what he stole. For us in business, it's been a tough while. It's really been difficult. And the losses have been incredible. But I'm not going to let it leave. And nor is my partner going to let it leave. We will rise up and we will declare the things that God has done. And we will see God do a miracle. We will see the sevenfold return. And what if you've lost somebody to death? How do you recover them? You recover them by taking souls with you to heaven. Amen. By declaring, God, Satan, if you touch any of my family, you're going to pay for it in souls. You're going to pay for it because I'm going to work harder than ever before to take somebody with me to heaven. I'm going to be more infectious for Jesus than what I was when I had COVID. I'm going to be that everybody that has come into contact with who I am and what I am, they're going to know about Jesus and they will not be able to leave my presence the same way they came in. Just like you cannot leave the presence of somebody that is infectious with COVID. If they breathe over you or they cough over you or they touch somewhere where you touch, you go away with an infection. So it will be with us. With the gospel of Jesus. We will become infectious with the love of God. I want you to say this. Satan, if you steal my work, I will be so effective in, my, in the kingdom of God that you will wish you never took my job. <laughs> I'll pray so much. I'll push your kingdom back. I'll walk the streets and convert millions. Don't you dare touch my family because you will come second. 
you see you've got to have something that arises up on the inside. There has to be a commitment to saying, I know this restoration is mine and I'm going to take it. We have to become so infectious for Jesus. We've got to get out of spiritual quarantine. We've set ourselves separate so much that we cannot affect anybody. Don't self-isolate as far as Jesus is concerned. Touch people, love people, bring something in. That's why we're doing the soup kitchens and we are supporting soup kitchens all across the country because we are trying to infect people for Jesus. We're building and assisting with the building of a church in Lesotho. Why? Because we want to be infectious for Jesus. We want to give somebody else the hope of the one who has paid the price for them. Oh, church, rise up. Don't let your wounds, don't let Satan win this one. Jeremiah 30 verse 17, our first scripture says, For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. Have you got some wounds from this time? Have you been hurt by this process? Well, God says, I'm going to heal you. Well, God says, I'm going to restore to you. I'm going to bring you out of this stronger than what you ever went into it. Church, get ready. Woman of God, this is your day where we celebrate you. I want you to be restored in the midst of your spirit. To rise up. Whatever the world has tried to push you down into. Whatever the world has tried to put on you that doesn't belong you. Shake it off. Let it run off like water off a duck's back. Let nothing get in. Because God is busy doing something. God is busy restoring. Joel 2 and verse 25. I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. People have lost from this time either lives or finances. And God says, I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore everything that you have lost, be it through COVID or through whatever else. God wants to restore. God wants to replace. Man, there's families that have lost out on years and years and years of destiny. It's time that Satan be held accountable for that. It's time that Satan is going to know that he's going to have to pay for that which he stole. He cannot just walk into a child of God's home and steal the life out of somebody and think he's going to come off scot-free. God says it's time for him to repay. Lord Jesus, this is a different message to what I normally preach, but you laid it on my heart that I need to tell your people to stand up and fight for what is theirs. There's even some people right now that the devil is telling you, but what if you are like Rodney Howard Brown's daughter that couldn't get healed? Well, what if you are one of the thousands that he's laid his hands upon and got healed? God is stirring you in this time and saying, I want to heal you. 
Go study Jeremiah 30 verse 17 until it comes out of your ears that nobody that lives around you will be able to not know Jeremiah 30 verse 17. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. There's even people that have taken emotional wounds through years of abuse and it's formed who you are. And you just can't break out of who you are because of those wounds. Today is the day that you give those wounds to God. Today is the day, Lord, everything, every disappointment, every time I got denied, every time things went wrong, every time somebody stole from me, every time somebody attacked me, I give it all to you today, Lord Jesus. I give it all. Father, come into our hearts afresh. Come in again like in Psalm 51, where you said to David, Restore to me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Father, the words I preach are just dead words, except when your spirit comes and puts life in it. When your spirit comes and upholds people by the very word that is spoken. So I'm asking you, Lord God, to uphold people's spirit by your generous spirit. And to restore to them the joy of their salvation. Lord, let us come through at this time as a church of joy, a church of victory, a church that stands strong. Thank you, people. I pray for every single one that's hurting. I pray for you if you have lost a loved one. I pray for you if you've lost a job or a business opportunity or a project or whatever was stolen from you. Satan is going to pay back. Not because I shouted it out, but because it's written in the word of God. Not because I got excited about it and I was passionate about it, but because it's written in the word and God says his word will not return to him void this is your time of restoration this is your time of re-establishing who you are go out in the power of God and expect change in Jesus name in Jesus name Amen we hope that you enjoyed today's message Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.